take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and today we are in a special of Season 2. So, theoretically speaking, this is like Chapter 4.5. And today we are going to talk about conventions. The, the interviewee is Chris Fuentes, who is a balloon artist from New York. And I have so much to share with you about this. The interview took place in WBC. This is when I met Chris Fuentes for the first time and learned about how awesome he is. I saw his pictures on Facebook. He did impress me with his level of art. He does really amazing twisting balloons. And Chris Fuentes was a very charismatic balloon artist in the Balloon Jam. And it was really nice to meet with him. And what I learned from meeting with him was about the importance of the Balloon Artist podcast for him and for his business. And uh, this is like a success story for everyone to be inspired to see what happens when you take action. When you hear all of those tips and you take action, that's when you also get results. And Chris Fuentes' results were just amazing. He will tell you everything in the interview. I also want to emphasize some stuff that Chris Fuentes talks about, and those are related to conventions. So stick to the end, and you'll hear a little bit more of my take about conventions it's a short interview. It's a success story of a listener like you. If you have a success story too about stuff you learned on the podcast and you want to share them with me and share them with us, the Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, then please contact me. So with that said, let's hear Chris Fuentes. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and today we're coming live from WC16, and I'm here with a very special success story with Chris Fuentes. Chris is a balloon artist, not for that many years. He's located in New York, and I would like you to learn all about his business and how he grows his business. So before we start, how are you feeling, Chris? I'm doing very well, Ziv. Thank you very much for having me. Cool. Let us start by talking a little bit about what do you do in your balloon business. So please tell us a little bit about that. Sure. I um, own the Westchester Balloon Company. That's in Westchester, New York. I specialize in doing children's parties and corporate events. We do a lot of, you know, I've just gotten into restaurants recently. There's so many different markets that I, I'm in, and it's, it's great to come to a place like this where you can learn from so many different people about how many different markets there really are where balloons can be used. Are you originally from New I am originally from New York. I uh, was born and raised in Westchester, New York, and it's great that I'm kind of uh, back there again and, and being able to uh, create this business for myself. And tell me a little bit about how you started with balloons. I'm lucky enough to have two kids. One day we were at a uh, tag sale where there was a book on how to make a balloon dog and a sword, and I actually bought that book and became one of the more popular dads in the neighborhood because you can twist a sword and a dog, and I turned it into... I guess I got kind of addicted to this whole balloon idea, and I turned it into bigger and better and more elaborate balloons, where now I kind of stray away from your average balloon sword and dog. 
yes. So just that we have uh, like the, the picture of understanding of how, how talented you are, because uh, I know you are. So tell us a little bit about the kind of uh, sculptures that you create in your day-to-day work. Uh, my day-to-day work um, consists of a lot of line work. We do, we do a lot of line work, but I also try to stray, like I said, stray away from your average balloon, sword, and dog. What I do is more along the lines of um, ride inside of unicorns and ride inside of um, a lot of wearables. I like to do the jetpacks and, thing, and a lot of um, d- big dragons. And a lot of the things are ideas that come from the children. The children are the ones who give me these insane ideas, and I just try to create them out of the balloons. So in terms of uh, your heroes in the niche, people like David Brennan, who else? Oh, absolutely. People like David Brennan is a huge, huge, huge influence to me. Um, you have Buster Balloon. A lot of people who are even here at the convention, you know, you have, you have Matt Balloon. You have uh, Miss Ballooniverse that are here. Um, there's so many great people that I've had, even, you know, Dale Campbell and people who I've looked up to who I was just amazed to even meet these people, yourself included, um, where I'm even just amazed to even meet these people and to find out how friendly they are and willing to share and that this community really is just so special and we're really, really lucky to have such a tight-knit community where people really are learning from each other, teaching each other, and willing to teach each other. I come from a culinary background and if you were a chef in New York, you're not giving your recipes to other chefs in New York because obviously they would be making that recipe at their restaurant now in this market that we're in it's not necessarily like that there isn't that competition where you feel like this person if you teach somebody one thing they're going to take it and use it against you everybody's very willing to teach and that's one thing I always found very impressive with this whole thing do you remember how did you uh, hear about the balloon artist podcast for the first time I did I actually heard about it on the balloon twister central uh site on Facebook um, I took a look I said uh, you know wow this is how cool is this that there's actually people interviewing balloon artists and um, it really was so awesome to me I spent an entire day listening to the podcast and um, I, I still continue to do it and check up on it every day tell us a little bit about how did the podcast influenced your day-to-day work or your repertoire well the opportunity to listen to professionals who obviously you What they're doing is working for them in various different markets across the world. You're giving us the opportunity, a valuable, invaluable opportunity, to you know, listen to these people as they are explaining how things work for them. I know that that is priceless to me. And people like you've had on there, Sue Bowler and Mr. Fudge and Christopher Lyle, a lot of these people are... I've looked up to I continue to look up to and I thank them so much for taking the opportunity to speak with you because it's changed my business I- incredibly so when you say it changed your business incredible in an incredible way can you be a little bit more specific certainly um, just by let's for example Christopher Lyle had um, the piece on how to work restaurants I've never done restaurants before it was never a thing that I actually did until I heard the podcast and And I said, "Well, you know what? this is enough of a market where I could probably dive into. Um, it's a great way to market myself. It's a great way to get out there and make a couple of bucks on a weekday where I'm not necessarily you know killing it with the balloons. So then I um, started to approaching a couple of restaurants and was lucky enough to uh, approach a a very, very big restaurant in New York, a huge chain. And I started doing balloons for them about a month ago, and now have dozens of restaurants where I'm going to have to have 
people, hire people, because it's too big for me to take on myself. So this is quite amazing. Uh, let me emphasize, you, you learned uh, that there is an additional uh, income vector for you in the restaurants and an additional marketing opportunity for you. And by going there and learning how to do it and getting the confidence to do it, you uh, approached and uh, uh, someone identified your talent and now you're in the position where you're going to grow your business, basically. Absolutely. That's for certain. Um, I now have to, I mean, I could make a living just off this restaurant business deal. Whoever even knew that that was, it was an option. I thought that this was about, you know, kids parties and grand openings and corporate events. But um, there's so many different avenues that you can go into with these balloons that there's so much money to be made out there. That you, it, it's, it's truly incredible. It's inspiring to me. It motivates me. And I'm really, really excited. We are talking about restaurant work now because that's uh, something that uh, was successful for you and working for you. So I definitely recommend you to also check out, I know you will, uh, the, the latest chapter uh, by Mike Floyd. Like uh, we're recording it is uh, live from WBC. So the Mike Floyd chapter is out. And he's also giving a few good tips about restaurant work. Tell us a little bit, what is your plan for yourself in terms of professional development? My plan is to keep investing back into my business. Everything that I learn is extremely valuable at any of these conventions, at any of the jams that I go to. And I take a lot of time, and it does cost a lot of money to go to a lot of these conventions. But the money that you make in return, it, it's, it, it is astronomical. And, it, and it's, it can't be weighed at the moment where you're investing in a hotel and the cost of the convention. And at the moment, it might not seem like it's going to ever pay you back but in reality when you go back home and if you hit the ground running and you use the things that you have learned there's there's no way that it wouldn't work it's worth for all of these people it's worth for everyone here it's working for people all across the world and now to have the opportunity to learn from those people and have them talk to you and tell you that this is what they do and this is what works in their markets it's not that much different You know, you being from across the world and me being from New York, it's just, it sounds like a different world. But in the industry that we're in, everybody loves balloons. Everybody uses balloons. Every event needs balloons. And why not come to us? Yes, uh, I totally agree. And, you know, even sometimes you need the inspiration and ideas in order to check things out. And uh, marketing is an ongoing process, so you just need to try and see what works for you. Very true. That's something I probably need to help with a little bit more help with is marketing myself. I'm not very good at doing that. But um, actually being in front of customers' faces and uh, every event I go to is an opportunity to market myself. And once they see what I can do in the you know, product that I make, um, normally I go to an event and land two or three more events out of that event. And that's actually a very good sign. JJ from Australia once uh, said that uh, after a year of doing this kind of thing, like balloon art, if you're not getting referrals at all, then uh, you, you, you need to check up with your professionalism. That's, uh, you know, if you're getting referrals so fast, this means you're doing something right. Certainly. I, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not very good at marketing myself. I'm not very good at the Internet. I'm not good at a lot of these uh, electronic things. But when it comes to me being in front of a person's face and, and showing you what I can do, I think that's the best way for me personally. And um, it's been working out very, very well. Uh, how long are you independent? Like uh, you don't have any day job? Um, now it's been about a year. 
Um, I've been taking balloons seriously for about two years. I've been twisting in total for about three or four years. But I went to World Balloon Convention in Denver, and it was there that I saw that uh, there was this opportunity, especially for me, from coming from Westchester, New York, to... um, make a, a, a good ton of money. Um, I've, I've always been into uh, event planning and party planning, and I actually was, you know, I had the jumpy castles. I had costume characters. I wanted to go for a more of a children's entertainment business, and from there it seemed like people just wanted the balloons. So now I've done away with all of the added you know, costume characters and things like that and done the full-line entertainment, and now I'm more focusing on just the balloons. Do you consume teaching content that teaches you recipes, and, like, how often do you do that? In the beginning, I did that actually very often. I would, you know, do the typical YouTube. I would go to um, jams and learn from other artists. From there, you know, once you kind of know the basics, you can just... It's your imagination that's holding you back at this point. So, and like I said earlier, the children are the ones who really give me these great ideas. You know, they, um, I would have never thought to made a, a dragon that you can ride inside of, or I would have never. And sometimes they give you some elaborate. So I want a dragon jumping over a unicorn, but he has to be holding a, a popsicle. And it's like, this is insane. This isn't a balloon. This is a story, you know, but it's so much fun to try and produce these insane things that these kids you know, request. And that's what's so much fun for me. I really enjoy doing that. When you're performing on a birthday party, how many kids do you usually have in the party? Um, roughly 15 to 20 kids um, per party. Um, I have done bigger parties. I've had to do bigger festivals, but typically between 15 and 20 kids. And I can do that in about an hour. A lot of it is a lot of prep work beforehand because I try to do a lot of Um, bigger, more elaborate balloons. I don't like doing your basic balloons. I don't want anybody to leave with a flower or a sword. I want people to leave with these huge, elaborate balloons where it's tough to get into the car. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool tip. So when you're deciding and planning what you will uh, create for the event, for a birthday party, uh, the criteria of how to get into the car is just uh, an awesome idea. Absolutely. And that's not my problem. That's mom and dad's problem. But yeah, I think that uh, a lot of my success has come from um, a lot of prep beforehand. And um, like I said, I come from the culinary world where if you you prep, you're going to be doing just fine during dinner time. But if you don't, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to give such a great product. And um, because I do a lot of the balloons beforehand, I would say, I mean, I think even Patrick, uh, I talked about it. He said he he preps about almost 80% of the balloon before he goes to um, the event. And I would say I probably do do that as well. And I thought I might have been the only weirdo who did that because a lot of people are kind of, you know, iffy to give their time before an event because you're not necessarily getting paid for it but in the end you certainly are getting paid for it because now you have a better product to give to your customers and that's only going to be more contagious in the end which is going to give you more business that's so awesome so can you tell us a little bit how much time do you prepare before the show for a birthday party um, typically, maybe about an hour. I do a lot of my eyes and a lot of distortions beforehand. Anything that's going to take a, a large amount of time. Like I said, I try to do huge balloons. So I, I, I probably have about 50% of the balloon already done. So now I'm, I'm taking what would probably be an 8 or 10 minute balloon and um, cutting it down to maybe only 4 minutes. And how do you travel with all of those balloons? I actually use uh, laundry bags. And, you know, self-standing laundry bags. And the kids have no idea what it is. It just looks like a bag of junk, you know. But to me, it's invaluable, the amount of stuff that I have inside of there. And, uh, like, do you have a van or a car? 
Yeah, I absolutely have a, have a van, and I've been lucky enough to actually, I landed a lot more corporate clients recently, and I do a ton of um, grand openings. So um, some mornings I'm putting up three or four arches a morning, so my van unfortunately isn't big enough, and I have to rent a, a bigger van, but um, it's actually been, been incredible, and it's just a blessing. I can't, I can, I've never imagined that this would turn into something that it actually has for me, and uh, it's been so really, really, really awesome. That's so cool. In terms of developing your, your skills and developing your repertoire, uh, do you prefer PDFs or, or, or digital downloads or DVDs? What's your preference? Um, I prefer actually going to the conventions and going to the jams and speaking with the actual artists. Um, if you have to get the DVDs and buy the DVDs, that's great for me. I actually have never purchased a PDF, to tell you the truth, but I am big into DVDs. I own a, a, a plethora of DVDs, um, very valuable DVD collection that I have. But like I said, I, I enjoy to go to these events. I enjoy going to the jams. I enjoy the, the, anything where I could actually sit one-on-one and, and speak with somebody. So the fact that I'm even sitting here talking to you today is really a testament to this whole thing for me that I'm really, really inspires me, and I'm so motivated. I can't wait to get back. As much as I'm, I'm having a great time here at the Q, you know, World Balloon Convention, I can't wait to get back to New York and put it all into motion. So that's so awesome. I'm, I'm really inspired by that because basically you, charge, you recharge your energy every time you go to a convention and recharge your ideas and get new friends and come back and just implement everything into your business. Very true. And again, like I said, everybody here is typically pretty friendly people and it's extremely motivating to me to, to see things that are working for other people, things that I never even really thought of. They might be the most minute things but can make such a huge difference in your business when it comes to monetary and and marketing and and there's so many different things that other people are doing that you said wow i've never even thought of that and you know i'm happy to say that i've i've been that person for people as well where i've you know given my ideas and said, wow i never even thought about that and and that's what's so great about this is the opportunity to speak with other people who are doing the same exact thing that you are but maybe just a little bit different of a way and if you use that little bit of a difference maybe is what you need to get you past the competition or get you that extra client or get you into a more corporate events or get you into a, an opportunity that you never even imagined. And this whole thing, like I said, is, is something I never imagined. And I'm really, really lucky to be here. What are the rest of the conventions that you usually attend? Um, I have been to World Balloon Convention in Denver. I've been to the Florida Super Jam. I plan on going to the Bling Bling and Twist and Shout. And uh, as many conventions as are, are out there, I want to do every single one. And like I said, it does get pricey. But in the end, I just need to feel comfortable with where I am at. And I know that the, this investment, although it might be huge initially... It comes back to you. And that's one thing that they told us in Denver. I mean, it is pricey to come to some of these conventions. But they said that they know that, they know that you're, you've been given this, you know, this big nut to crack, you know. But they wanted you to write them a letter when you were able to make some of that money. Made, when, once you made that investment back, they wanted you to write them a letter. And I said, oh, my goodness, I might not be able to write you this letter for two or three years. I probably have to write it at the next convention. I was lucky enough that I made the money back in a little over six weeks. Now, that's incredible. I, I never imagined that. And just because of that, I said, wow, look at this. I, I could really turn this into something that I could make a complete living on and an opportunity to put my kids on the bus and take them off the bus and go to school events. And that's what's really important to me is not to be a slave to the – to the market where I was working 80 hours in, in a, you know, a week in a kitchen and now necessarily I've cut that down by a fraction of that and it just gives me more opportunity to be a dad which is my favorite job. 
That's so cool. That's so cool. Like I can't emphasize enough how how cool is that because you get to spend more time with your kids. You get to do something that you love, and uh, you're getting money for making people happy. Yeah, it's so true. This is really a, a, an awesome, awesome industry. I and mean, when you go to work, you're going to a place where there's everybody's happy to see you. When the balloons arrive, that's when the party arrives. And people are really excited to see a, a balloon guy. And it's just so much fun. You're never going to, I mean, there's days that you have a rough day, but I mean, you're never having a day where, oh, goodness, I have to get up and go to work. You know, it's always an, a new a new adventure. It's a new party. It's a, And uh, to be able to say that you go to parties for a living isn't a, a bad of a deal. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you have any specific thing uh, here in the convention that you learned or that you saw that you already have plans to implement into your business? And what's that? I was on the USA team for the big build. I thought that that was just I was completely honored to even be working with such awesome, awesome people. But what might have been a little bit intimidating to me was the fact that this huge, monstrous of a, of a balloon was also this huge, monstrous opportunity to learn from people who have obviously done this sort of thing before. Now, when I go back to New York, I'm going to probably give you one of the biggest balloon shows Westchester has ever seen. I really plan on hitting the ground running immediately once I get back to New York. I'm really, really so, so inspired, and I like doing bigger and more elaborate things. I like doing the huge, you know, huge, huge pieces that take you 30 hours of no sleep, and <laughs> that's really what I'm into. And, uh, and, and I think that uh, like, uh, the sculpture, the American sculpture, the, the Team USA sculpture is extremely unique in the sense that uh, it is a live sculpture. Uh, it has uh, several animatronic pieces, which means that pieces are moving in the sculpture. And it has like two scenes of a swamp, an underwater scene and an above, above water scene with a huge alligator jumping out of it so yeah i am sure you will see some pictures on facebook and and uh, you will appreciate the 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 view but you really need to be here in order to appreciate the experience sure yeah the um to, to look at the piece it's um it's enormous it's 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 very busy there's a lot of things going on like you said there's the underwater piece where we have fish and seaweed and moving animatronics you see half of the alligator underwater and as he's jumping out of the water you see half of him above the water and um it's just a really really great idea and um i was just honored to be part of the whole entire thing it's really really awesome to me Let's give a little bit of uh, a few shout-outs for people that uh, designed uh, uh, this piece in the Team USA. Yeah, that was uh, Sean and Scott's idea. Um, this was their baby. They really are the ones who uh, came up with this idea. And uh, what an awesome idea. A lot of the other teams took one thing and they made one object. Um, there was a nice, a beautiful, huge bee. There was a three-headed dog. Um, we were the only ones who kind of took on an entire scene. And the amount of detail, when you look at the scene, you know, it's at first you're just looking at this huge balloon scene which is amazing and just jaw dropping but then you look at the detail of the leaves and the details of the trees and and there's just extremely amount uh, countless amounts of hours that have gone into uh the detail that's in there 
Yeah, it's like a full story uh, inside. So uh, th- th- that's so cool that you uh, challenged yourself uh, and keep your professional development on the move on the, with the momentum. Uh, that's so awesome. Uh, we, I'm, really thank you. I'm really thankful for you to share with us your success story and your uh, journey because, of course, you got uh, some plans uh, to go Uh, further and um, uh, like I, I would love for you to update us uh, where are you heading and like uh, if there's anything else uh, we can help you with so really thank you so much Chris Fuentes thank you so much Dave it was an honor to speak with you cool thanks now that was a fun interview Chris Fuentes really made progress in his business because he was taking action because he got courage and got into the restaurant work, and now he's so busy, he's hiring, which is just phenomenal. And there's something really obvious that comes out of the interview with Chris Fuentes, and that is two main tactics were helping him build his business. One of them was going to conventions. He is going to WBC, and to all of those conventions that are happening in the U.S., and those conventions help him grow, and he's basically returning the fee of the convention within weeks. And I have to say, I, I feel the same about my business as well. The second thing is that it is obvious that Chris Fuentes He's not a lazy person. He's working. He's taking action. He's practicing. He's watching uh, DVDs. And all of that brought him to the position where he can get value from conventions. It doesn't matter which convention you go to. There are so many conventions. There are so many conventions coming up next year on 2017, which are just awesome. Some of the conventions... are going to be just the bomb. And I will talk about those in the next few episodes sometime. And I will go into the details in the next half of the year to discuss about the conventions and about my take about them. But really, any convention you go to will open up your mind to new designs, to new techniques, to networking. Gosh, So many awesome people you can meet in a convention. So if you only take that from this chapter today, go to your favorite balloon group, maybe balloon artist group on the Facebook. Ask people around, which convention are you going to? Ask your friends and plan your next conventions. And don't think that you only need one. You don't need only one. I'm not going to one. I'm going to go to a few of them soon. So with that said, I want to thank you for listening to this special episode, this special chapter 4.5 of the Balloon Artist Podcast. If you go to theballoonartistpodcast.com, you can hear all the podcasts of the past. You can download all of the content upgrades. You can take a look at the new design, which looks really good. And you can spend more time there if you have it. If you don't have it, just listen to this on the road when you're going to a gig. So thank you, everyone. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. The tip section will be right after this.
The Balloon Artist Podcast is brought to you by... Would you like to know what do you have in your balloon stock, in your balloon inventory? Do you want to have this list on you anywhere you go? Would you like a way that you can just order your balloons on your mobile phone whenever you want to and maintain lists of balloons for each project? All of this, including a barcode scanner feature and many other cool features like select a balloon by icon or by text all this can be yours if you purchase the balloon stock app look for it on ios and on android devices your iphone can include this today download and buy balloon stock now before its price goes up hello and welcome balloon artist podcast nation to the tip section this is Season 2, Chapter 4.5, so this is a special. Today we've discussed about conventions. I have a quick tip from Craig Cash. Craig has been a real friend of the Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. He's contributing on the Facebook group. He's competing and winning prizes as well on the different competitions. And I really appreciate his work and his friendship. Craig was experimenting lately with an app that I really appreciate, and the app is called Google Street View. Now, this sounds maybe like not related to your business or to marketing, but it is so related to both. Uh, With Google Street View, you can create a 360 degrees picture, which on Facebook, you can actually scroll with your finger and watch the sky and watch the floor and so on and watch the picture. So if you use Google Street View, either in your office to promote your website, to promote your, your business, or even in an event and then share it on Facebook, the result is just phenomenal. It just looks good. So it does take a few, uh, maybe three minutes to create the street view picture with your smartphone. I use it on my iPhone. There is some hardware you can buy, which costs about 300 bucks. So it's not for everyone. But with your regular phone, you can create a 360 degrees picture with this uh, Google app called Google Street View. So thank you, Craig Cash. And see you guys on the next chapter of Balloon Artist Podcast.